got my mic on mute. What are you pointing at? Um, all right, welcome to episode seven of Booking Pop Culture, where I like to call the Mike Nine Studio in part and syndicated through Podcast Detroit. I'm your referee, Rick Vivian, and tonight's bookers are God Loves, Bronson Kills, Dickie Bronson. Yeah. Let me turn on some mics here. Fuck, I always do that late. <laughs> That's our point now. Yeah, thank you. I always, well, I do it late. It's a thing. I don't want you guys talking over the music. Don't blow his gimmick. All right. Coming out of, coming by way of Hotlanta, Georgia, the Candyman, GQ, Gavin Quinn. The Candyman. Yeah. The man standing on your porch, peering into your windows. Creeper, how you doing? Hi. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um... I'm going to, you know what, I usually leave you for last, but we've got a couple special guests today. So hailing from the from the law offices of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, our resident pop culture guru and this podcast attorney. First letter of his first name, Jay, how you doing? Do well, I do well. All right, we got a couple special guests here. He's a 26-year veteran of the business, a referee and promoter, an ECW original on his way to the gathering of the Juggalos and the commissioner of XICW Proving Ground. A.T. Huck, how you doing, babe? Hey, 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 what's up? Yeah, okay. We got a second-generation wrestler spending his life in the business, hailing from Detroit, Michigan. I call him boss, the most dangerous man in Michigan, the DBA. How you doing, baby? What up, though? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. We're a little delayed because, uh, well, we like to start with a little bit of food, but we had a fat dog stuck under a shed. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. Unbelievable. Yeah, we, we saved we, his life. We literally had a fat dog <laughs> stuck under a shed. That's what I say <laughs> when I'm stuck masturbating while taking a poop. That's usually <laughs> Man, yeah. I had a fat dog oh, stuck under a shed. Here we go, but that, we, that didn't yeah. take long. But we, yeah. had, uh, <laughs> we had wrestlers with rakes and shovels to get my dog Steve out from underneath the stick. <laughs> literally. We, yeah, we had to birth him like it was a brief, uh, breech birth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I also <laughs> say that when I'm masturbating and taking a shit. I know. Oh, okay. Right. Isn't that called a uh, a blumpkin? No, it's when you're getting That's a blowjob. Blow That's a blowjob. I know that. Oh, yeah. all right. Damn, oh, Huck knows that. Yeah, I know some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just start over? Can we just? Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Here we go. All right. Okay. So I got I got I got these guys around the table. We got special guests. You know, tonight's panel we got taking care of business. Dickie Bronson. We got GQ breaking hearts and breaking jaws, and we have the most dangerous man in Michigan. Correct me if I'm wrong. The dirty black assassin himself. That is correct. That is correct. All right. When these three tough ass bastards are in the same room, there is only one thing that we can talk about. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. That's right. We are straight out of St. Olaf. We're heading down to Miami. We're going to talk about them girls, the Golden Girls. These three men have an obsession with the show, and it's got to be it's got to be explored. Uh, where to start, uh, boss? Why the Golden Girls? <laughs> why? Seriously, what? I'm going to ask all three of you this. But what what brings you to the Golden Girls? I want to know too. Hug, you know. It, the show came out in 85. Yep. 85, it wasn't that many TV shows out. Yep. And it wasn't that many black shows. Huck, you know that. So Golden Girls was one of my shows. I was going through puberty at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, so man. that's what, I mean, oh. let's be honest. Were you jacking off to this? 
Uh, nah, I was jacking off something else. <laughs> wasn't them. Okay. No, no, I'm gonna be honest. Fuck yeah, I was jacking off to them. <laughs> but it wasn't the first season. It was about season three or four. I started right. jacking off. I think off I, to I them. got season three playing on the screen here. <laughs> Let me I see. mean, Rue McClanahan. Um, you know, yeah. You know, they always have nightgowns and shit. That's why y'all got all horny. You know. Look yeah, maybe in that's in it. their old nightgowns. Yeah, look at how flattering the nightgowns are, huh? Yeah, right. I know. Oh, no. silk. It was silk. The silk. This must be some silk. But it, but it leaves some to be desired. You know what I mean? So it has like the low cut. Just yeah. so you know, I have my phone out now so I can record because I missed DBA when his head was bobbing <laughs> when the theme song came <laughs> on. I sing that the theme song to my daughter. That shit was worth taping. That shit was worth taping. I sing it to my daughter every Sunday, huh? Unbelievable. Yeah, well, that's my other question. So you, you uh, I, was it on Lifetime TV? They do a, a... They do it on Me TV every Sunday morning, a marathon. Yeah, but I mean, it's like all morning. All morning, like and we watch, we watch it all day long, me and my daughter. Yeah? Yeah. And you sing it to her? Yeah, I sing oh, it okay. to her. Well, we're gonna, yeah, okay, we'll get to that. I'm a family man and an ass kicker. It don't matter to me. No, I know, I know. <laughs> and like old white women. <laughs> <laughs> goose, goose, guinea, guinea, white girl pussy good as any. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. The bar's been raised, gentlemen. <laughs> Dickie Bronson, you got to look at speechless. Why? The bar's so, been raised. So I'm sorry, excuse me, Mr. Bronson, but why do you like to watch the Golden Girls? Because it's fucking great. It is great. <laughs> if any, you know what I noticed too? Okay, so I got a drink on my menu at work called Back in St. Olaf. Yes. You know who understands the name of that drink? Single white men. Yeah. They fucking love Golden Girls because you can relate to every single character. Like they're all different facets of someone's personality. Everybody's a little bit of a slut. Or kind of a dumbass, or kind of a stern bitch, or kind of a rambunctious, not necessarily elderly lady, but in general. Mm-hmm. But you can relate to any character. It doesn't matter that they're menopausal, post-menopausal women living in fucking Florida. You get every joke, and they're all awesome. So, it's fucking funny. It's timeless, and it's clean humor. It's great. So, which one do you want to bang? Dude, don't even get me started That's, on that. Well, well it depends. You want, a, you want, like, a breakdown? I'm sure you have a breakdown, so if you insist, go ahead. I do have a breakdown. Go ahead, go ahead. It used to be Blanche, but I feel like I think everyone started with Blanche. It used to be Blanche. Because that's the show. But I'm thinking Rose. I'm thinking Rose. Yeah. Well, Dorothy White. Uh, Not Dorothy White. uh, Betty White. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, man. What the fuck? You know, I just fucking... I Googled her, man. She was fine as hell when she was young. Betty White? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Betty White was awesome. Huck literally Googled that ass. Yes, I did. She could sing. She could dance. She was a spinner. She did comedy. (laughs) (laughs) She still is, if you want to think about it, I guess. She's great. Uh, GQ, what... uh, Only getting smaller, Huck. GQ's got his squad (laughs) goals. I love that shirt, man. Squad goals with the fucking Golden Girls on it. What uh, represent? Yeah, what what pulled you into the Golden Girls, man? You're, uh, you're the youngest day, one here at the table, man. Every day after school, I would come home and my mom would be watching Golden Girls. She just got home from work, so she was sitting down. And I would before I would take a nap, I would take like a half hour nap. But every time I would watch an episode of Golden Girls. So every day after school, you know what I mean? That adds up. I saw so many episodes of Golden Girls, yeah. and over the course of you know a couple years, I mean, I've I've probably seen every episode over the course of it's a part my of life. life. Yeah. So I mean, it's the best. Yeah. The humor was so ahead of its time, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, to this day, it still holds true. It still holds up. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So I, I uh, one thing. So I added it to my uh, Plex thing here, and the thing that pops up is that Golden Girls defied two rules. Essentially, no sitcom could have, and this we're talking like 1985 to 89, I think, or 91. No sitcom could have an all-female cast. 
and nobody wanted to watch a sitcom with anyone over 34. And both of, obviously both of these rules were destroyed by this show. Mm-hmm. And everyone, and then it was the biggest hit for NBC in 85 and 86. Damn, how tall is B. Arthur? She's like... She's got to be about 6'4". Six, 6'4". Four. Six, four. Yeah. I'm yeah. on it. Yeah. I... Hey, I always has, said, has anybody ever Googled, she said five ever Googled nine. her? I watched something this morning. Oh, really? Yeah, she said Sophia was like 5'2 when she was 5'9. And I was like, oh, hell no. no. Well, I could yeah. see Sophia being five, like 4'9 or something. 5'10. 5'10? 5'10, we got a stout Any, any old pictures of her? Let me run down person. some stats. No, there are. I looked younger. up. I found a picture of her when she was in the Marines. She was mm-hmm. a truck driver in the in the Army of the Marines. Easily. And there's like a mugshot photo Easily. of her. Did they show her Adam's apple there? Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so Estelle yeah. Getty, 4'11", Rue McClanahan, 5'3", Betty White, 5'4". Perfect. Yep. Yeah, I, I Spinner. Spinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how do you know all this knowledge? You're just sitting here making up these facts. I got to oh, pump it in the fucking Google yeah, Google, and he has a smartphone in front of him. I so I grew up watching All in the Family with my parents, and yes. Maude would show up and scare the fuck out of me. So when this show when this show showed up, I I instantly had like you know a, a hatred for uh, for Dorothy. Um, not Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to correct me because you guys are the you guys are the experts. So if I fuck up, it's your fault. Oh, don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? Let me put this. Yeah, what did I say? She looks like uh, Jeff Brooks with a wig, right? <laughs> 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 All tall. Yeah. Google, but they they Google printed B. her up. Arthur. <laughs> Jeff Brooks. <laughs> they printed her up. I mean, there's times where I'm like, okay, one the '80s with the shoulder pads. Um, she was kicking some shoulder mm. pads. So right Dude, now, how, how good of a sport do you have to be being B. Arthur, though, and rolling with all those jokes? Oh, well, we talked about it. I mean, GQ, you're, you're the, the absolute... Um, she's the anchor. She oh, is, is. She's the rudder. She is the rudder mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. ship. Yeah. She is the one that you've got Rose being a dumbass. You've got Rue uh, McClanahan. Uh, fucking, uh, Blanche. Blanche. Blanche, thank you. Fucking banging everybody. Yeah. So you've got Dorothy just fucking, okay, we got to steer these waters. And she, that is what she, was she the does. quick wit. I'm looking at yeah. the screen. Well, she's gone, but Betty White was fine. God damn. She, she still yeah. is. Yeah. <gasps> but uh, one of the greatest exchanges I ever saw on the show is the one where it was, uh, they develop an old camera that Blanche <laughs> finds that Rose and, Char- and uh, Miles, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie her first Charlie. husband, Charlie, had. And uh, in there, that she finds after she develops this old, old camera pictures of fucking Charlie in bed with Blanche. So the theme oh, of the episode is, is no. old did, porn. did Blanche bang Charlie when Rose was married to him? So uh, they basically, long story short, turns out to be a double negative. I want to just make, I set oh, everybody's okay. mind at ease. Thank you. It's a double exposure. Okay, it was Did Blanche. Did Rose catch on to this or no? Not till the end. Okay. None of them knew. No, because Blanche had to go through her fucking sex logs of every man she's ever fucked. Because of course every woman has that. And then she runs through it, and she saw like, here it is, Charles. I must have slept with Charlie. She doesn't even remember. Oh, dude, her her uterus is fucking taking a pounding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, one of the best things is 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 Rose is so innocent and she wants to burn Blanche, but she doesn't know how because she's just a dumb girl she's, from yeah, St. Olaf. Right. So she she was she would say something like. Well, you're, you're Dorothy, help me out. And Dorothy's reading a magazine and doesn't want to get involved. She's like, I'm not getting involved in this. So she wants Dorothy to blur, burn Blanche for her. 
And so she'll say shit like, well, you've been under more sailors than, than, and she looks at Dorothy and she just goes, a nautical toilet, and keeps flipping and reading <laughs> the fucking magazine. That's like the best interaction of those three characters and like sums them all up so fucking well. You are a fucking Golden Girls expert. I'm don't dude, we haven't even begun. Yeah, these three. Wait dudes. till I bury these side these characters. Three dudes. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna bury him. I'm gonna you fucking too, GQ. Yeah. I'm gonna dig sure. deep. Malcolm. I am yeah. yeah, boss. What uh your favorite favorite Golden Girls episode? Oh, favorite. Hmm. I'm catching you off guard here. Yeah, that that was off guard. Because there's so many episodes. <laughs> top three, yeah. top three. Did you watch it this morning? No, I didn't. Oh, actually, I, actually, my cable got cut off this morning. What? <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck, is that Bright House? Fuck AT&T. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, fucking $200, you bastards. I hope you're listening. Just, fuck you. Yeah, and Comcast, <laughs> if you're listening, we need a yeah. sponsor for DBA to watch Golden Girls. If you want to get on that I train? think of the seven people that listen to us, one of them is AT&T. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my favorite one would be what comes to mind I don't know man I'm high I can't think when I'm high are think you of high? A, all the time bullshit think of a good one a good one <laughs> top three uh, come back to me I can't all right, all right, come man. back to me alright um, I'm gonna say the one where Charlie comes back oh yeah 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 um Who's Charlie? No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Big Daddy? Was, no, Big, Big Daddy, Daddy comes, comes back. back. Yeah, I'm sorry. Big Daddy comes back. And that's Blanche's that's Blan old husband fucking, that died. Huck is lost <laughs> for words right now. Huck's trying he to be threw, quiet on the mic. He literally is up in arms. He threw his arms in the air. Yeah, the fuck are these guys like someone about? Just, like someone just took a power, yeah. like a power bomb through a right, table. Like right. fucking got nothing. Yeah. There was that, another one that... I might have to that, rename that, you. Brittany, that, Chelsea... <laughs> Oh, I got it. It just came to me. What do you got, the, the, the one when Sophia was in the bed with uh, the dude that she married at the end. Uh, Mel, was his name? Mel or yeah. Henry? What? Or whatever. Yeah, Dorothy and them caught her in the bed with him. Sophia? That's the one. Yeah. Sophia was a freak. She got married at the end. To, she was a quiet freak. Is it Henry or oh. Mel? And they opened up a, a stand, a, a pizza stand on the beach. <laughs> Yeah. I watched an episode this morning, and uh, Sophia, it, it started off with like, okay, hey, Mom, where are you going? Oh, I'm going down to the ocean because I like to watch the guys come out of the uh, come out of the water and readjust themselves. Yeah. But she's all about the cocks. And oh, that's where they opened the pizza stand at, where she used to watch the yeah. cocks. The episode today, they did, uh, <laughs> they did one where she's sitting there, and she's talking to Dorothy about, like, you know what? And her ex-husband was Sal or deceased. Sal- Salvatore. Yeah. yeah, her deceased husband. She's like, I, I named my pillow Sal, and I just hold it, and that's how I keep him alive. And then everybody's like, oh. Oh, and then she goes, but my other pillow's named Dino. That's another story. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. But I uh, I mean, so my other, I got a couple lines here written, and you guys can bring this up as we go along here. But basically, favorite Sophia story, you know, picture this, uh, Sicily, blah, 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 blah. I have the hiccups. Or favorite Rose story, St. Olaf, you know. I like the open-ended Rose stories. So today's day, there was one where she was talking about uh, Blanche was gone out on five dates with this guy, and he still wouldn't have sex with her, and it was messing with her, because he's like a widower, yeah. you know, and he's taking things slow. So she's like, please tell me, can any of you tell me times when you were rejected by men? And, and Rose goes, well, I've got one, They're like, make it short, Rose. She's like, when I start, you're going to want to hear the rest. They're like, okay. She goes, it was the time I was radioactive. <laughs> and they just look at her. They go, Sophia, do you have one? She was like, there was the time that I passed up having sex with Warren Beatty. They go, okay, anyways, Bla- uh, Rose, tell us your story instead. Yeah. And then they didn't finish it. 
you know, they give you the open-ended ones where it's just a ridiculous, there's a ridiculous premise and then they like fade out because it's like, how could a story follow up just that, that fucking theme? So I, I didn't get a chance to look up their actual ages while they were filming this, but Estelle Getty, who played she, Sophia. She was the youngest. Was she the youngest? Yeah, she was the youngest. Yeah, yeah the it youngest. was just a matter of putting a wig and, and some thick glasses on her, right? Yeah. Which, where did they find those fucking glasses with the arm that went, like, under the frame? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what Bubbles wears in friggin' trailer perfect. No, 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 but they well, it goes underneath and yeah. connects at the bottom. I would assume there's some budget there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it broke <laughs> yeah. the fucking bank on the Sophia glasses. Yeah, right. Where do we find these glasses? Well, DOC up the street, man. <laughs> so, here's some trivia. The first yeah. episode, they had a houseboy. They had, like, a gay oh, cabana right, boy. Oh, right, right, right. And I guess after they saw that, they said, like, we don't need this guy because Sophia is the perfect sidekick. Yeah. And this guy's going to get in the way of their interactions. So they nixed the dude after the pilot. So yeah, they were correct. Yeah. Yeah, so, Absolutely. I told some friends that we were going to be talking about Golden Girls, and, uh, and our friend Lou, Jay, Jay and our, uh, we got a friend named Lou, and I feel like I need to read this, because he, he wrote an email when I was like, oh yeah, I think we're going to be talking about Golden Girls. Um, this is from him. Really, from what I can remember anyway, it was more like a dude show than a chick show. It's not like Sex in the City, where they were always talking about shoes and relationships, and how does this guy feel about me? It was just a group of ladies getting into hijinks. And you could have replaced them with guys and kept most of the same themes. One was the straight man. One was the dumb one. One, one just wanted to bang. Then there was the, uh, the mom, which was important to the dynamic. Um, uh, basically, comedies at the time were adults acting like kids. For things to be funny, they need to be a little bit ridiculous and need to be something anyone can identify with. Adults acting like kids is ridiculous, and anyone can be... Can, anyone. Can uh, anyone has been a kid? So I kind of scratched some of this shit out here. Uh, so everyone can identify. So putting Sophia in the show added back the dynamic that would be missing from a lot of sitcoms at the time. He was talking Seinfeld, um, uh, The League, The Office, Parks and Rec. Yeah, All they had no Sunny. Bart Simpson or anything. Yeah, there was no. So adding Sophia added back the dynamic that would be missing from those. Uh, where someone needs to be the adult in order to let the others act like kids. Usually uh, it's the wife playing that role. Uh, Sophia, even though she was a kid sometimes, uh, allowed you to look at the rest of the cast as kids uh, by comparison. And then he wrote, I'm not super happy with, with myself that I, uh, about typing that much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, literally, I think he was in the middle of a meeting at work, and he's like, oh, fuck, I got an opinion of Golden Girls. So. Right. So we got to give a shout-out to Lou. So yeah, keep it sending in those emails, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's our friends. Um, all right. So, uh, Dickie, you had mentioned uh, we were talking uh, at the time, we were talking about comic books and fan fiction, and you mentioned some Golden Girls fan fiction. I haven't cracked into it, but I found it. All right. What... Uh, I guess, what have you seen? I'm a little... I'm, I haven't read any of it. I was looking it up for... It's a little frightening. For a to-be-determined project that I'm not going to announce yet. I believe you just did. No, I didn't at all. <laughs> they don't know anything about what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's research for something that you may or may not see in the near future. And uh, I just saw Golden Girls fan fiction, and I was like, click. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I looked, and it was just a ton of fucking titles, and people are writing Golden Girls fan fiction. And it's not necessarily dirty. It's just like there's such beloved well, where's characters. Where's the dirty stuff? Because you know, I'm sure there is. There's always like fetishism and things like that. You can find fucking 
So, Fred Flintstone banging Roger Rabbit or whatever the fuck online. Just come out with it. Mind. We you know you found that. the good. I didn't. I didn't. Wilma and Betty were the two hottest cartoons ever. They are. Don't still. get me started. I mean, I don't think uh, you can count Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Can you count her though? Because she was like created <sighs> to be you know, sexy. They're all different. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of them were kind of hot. You know? Yeah. See, look at that. Huck's an equal opportunity pervert. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh I know who's in the room. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Betty and Veronica. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I will dig into that, and then it could be a future show where I find some Golden Girls fan fiction. Well, we're talking Golden Girls right now. Well, I mean, well, fuck, can you give me a minute to look this shit up and we read it? We talked about it weeks ago, dude. Yeah, I didn't know you wanted this part on the show. Could, can, I speak, can I speak with you, Rick, on all the right, terrace? let me mute us all. I want to talk to Rick on the terrace <laughs> on right the now. On the terrace? Yeah, on the yeah, terrace. On the lanai. I'm sorry, where is the terrace? <laughs> on the lanai. You watch way too much, man. <laughs> On the rage deck. Is that the rage deck? I want to talk to you on the fucking rage deck. (laughs) (laughs) On the terrace. Oh, shit. Boss, I got to ask you, man. I mean, the Golden Girls, when I hear you talking Golden Girls, um, it's not something I picture you watching. I'm just going to say it. What... you watch it every Sunday? What are you trying to say, DBA? I don't know. What are you trying to say? Spill it. What? No, no. I'm just like, I, I don't know what you watch on TV, but when you start talking What do you go- mean, you people? Bro, bro, bro. We're not going there, man. Yeah, Golden Girls Lives Matter. So, <laughs> oh, shit. oh, you're gonna have to bleep that. Oh, fuck, if I, I can't call Aquaman, I'm so sorry. I know. Yeah. You can don't, use the. Don't ter- get on Arthur. Let me just say, I prefer the word fancy boy. So I wasn't me. I was paraphrasing idiots. I know. It I was know. commentary <laughs> on the fuck. <laughs> Back to TPA. <laughs> what? I, I mean, we kind of got into why you watch it. Uh, so now, I mean, you're hooked. Yeah, I, I watch it every Sunday morning with my daughter. She's one. So I got yeah. her hooked on it also. Is she she into it? Yeah, she's into it. She what was, about like, so Kate, how old's Kate now? Kate and 11 now. Is he watching? No. Nah. Oh, he doesn't care about it? it? No. Really? It's just you two. Yeah, just me and her. Really? Yeah. Cade's in the basement, like, punching a brick wall and suplexing things and getting ready for (laughs) that. Getting ready. (laughs) Seriously, I saw Caden. This was back before I was ref and I was going to shows. I saw Caden essentially wrestle a balloon. And that's good television, right there. It was. Oh, it was. A, it was good. He put yeah. that. Yeah, Jay was sitting next over. to me. We were. I mean, we might have been a little drunk, but <laughs> but anyway. So we were drunk watching your kid. We were watching yeah, drunk watching your six year old child, um, put over a balloon like a just like a motherfucker, and he did a suicide dive on this balloon. I'm like, what the fuck's that kid doing? <laughs> so how old is he now? Eleven. Eleven years old. So yeah, creep. When are you gonna start training that kid? <laughs> Get him up there, man. Yeah. Does he want to? Yeah. Dude, he's yeah. all yeah. right. Oh, yeah. open. Anytime yeah. I walk into a show, Hayden, Caden fucking, he Pearl Harbors me, yeah. first off. Yeah, you always kick in the back of your knee. And then, yeah. before I know it, I'm calling kick. spots with the fucking kid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's calling them to me, and but I'm in a goddamn match. He's always talking about the latest New Japan uh, show he watched. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I got and it. I'm like, what, what the fuck? So, one of my favorite so moments. So, do you guys, well, hang on, let me just cut you off. Uh, no, for go ahead. Five seconds. So at your house, are you basically watching the Golden Girls and New Japan Wrestling? Pretty much, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Caden yeah. is, is he's an encyclopedia yeah. of wrestling. He's Dude, just, he looks like Speaking of that, which leads into this story. Go ahead. When Chris Daniels was there. I was just about to bring up a Chris Daniels story with Caden. Fucking love it. So Chris <laughs> Daniels is standing there, and Caden, of course, is just sitting there talking to the guy, and he just goes like, so, uh, Bound for Glory. Same story. 2003. He goes like, 
how did you finish Kurt Angle? He goes, I gave him the angel's wings. He goes, that's correct. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, Chris, and, uh, and, uh, really? Yeah. He quizzed about his own shit. So Chris Daniels looks down at him and he goes, thanks for keeping me on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight lace at quizzing him on his own that matches. Correct. Like making sure he, he's legit. <laughs> so good. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, scene. Oh, I love it. So I, I think I sent you when me and Hoban were talking about our Caden impression, mm-hmm. about how he's like, he is a six-year-old kid, but he's also a wrestling Jesus, like yes. genius. So we're sitting here. We're like, he's Arcade. wrestling Jesus. Yeah, yeah no, he's wrestling he Jesus. He could be wrestling yes. Jesus. So he's sitting there, like our, our Caden impression goes like, you know, I believe that the Japanese style truly came when Dean Malenko and Jushin Thunderlager had their matches televised in the United States. I don't think one or the other can be blamed for the Japanese influence. And by the way, <laughs> Do you think this drawing looks like Batman? <laughs> you know, like that's fucking, they'll be like, "Now nah, let's see who can get the dizziest." Like, <laughs> he's a wrestling genius, but he's still a kid. Uh. Um, <laughs> I want to take it back to Golden Girls. We still got it rolling here. Uh, have, have we determined that uh, Betty White's the one we want? Is that what we're? Well, doing? wait. That depends. Okay, I got. No way. I'm voting for the mom. I want the. Old Are one. you Sophia? I think she's she's the anchor that holds everything down. No, no, I mean no, like, he needs to bang. Nert, nert, like, nert, nert. like banging. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, okay. talking about her, the mom. Yeah, the old one. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> this is wait a- real quick. <laughs> Dickie Bronson had to had to hit the cough button just to give creep a look. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't want that on mic. So somebody made me play. You ever play Fuck, Mary Kill, the game where you take right, 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 three right. people, you have to fuck one, marry one, kill the other? Somebody made me do that with the Golden Girls, and I gave them no fucking answer. Everybody what? says they would want to kill Dorothy and fuck Blanche and marry Betty White, is obviously. <sighs> yeah, everybody's going to give that sure. one. But it's not that easy. No, it's That's not. not no. that easy. Though if I did have to kill... I wouldn't want to kill any of them. None of them. And if you had to, it'd have to be Sophia, because she had a good run. All you run. have to do is wait. She had a good run. Yeah, I mean, Sophia, yeah, of course. But that's a difficult one. That's probably the hardest one you could come up with. Just because she was kind of half out of her mind. A little bit. Yeah. Well, the first episode, she had the stroke, and then... Burned down Shady Pines. Yeah, that was what set up the fact that Sophia sometimes is the adult, sometimes is a little nuts. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) But don't don't we all dig crazy bitches, though? Oh, dude, don't get me started. <laughs> She's first generation Sicilian. Yeah. Have you seen his deck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why we call it the rage deck. I built that because of crazy bitches. Really? The yeah, deck that rage yeah. built. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah was, absolutely. He was going through a time with his old lady at the time and uh, built yeah. a deck. Built a fucking deck. That's why it's the <laughs> rage deck. You want to know what that's called? A fucking man. That's what that's called. <laughs> so get off your fucking live journal and play in Pokemon and fucking build a deck. Here's, well, here's uh, Stan. And, uh, Zbornak or whatever. That's what I was like. There's look your guy. This, look at his sweater. Look at that sweater. That's a Coogee sweater. Look at that sweater. <laughs> a what? Get him, Bronson. A Coogee. What's a Coogee sweater? I'm not going to be never heard Stan. of a Coogee. Stan isn't Stan the worst. Stan great. Stan's not the worst. No, he's a schlep. You know? Coogee's oh, he's used to be sweet. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, we'll get into Bronson's graveyard in a minute. Yeah, there's worse but, secondary characters to bury. So I decided, sure. like, okay, we're going to do a Golden Girls show. I wanted to watch. I watched the first show and I watched the last show. I just wanted to know how it started and how it ended. That's a good move. And then I've watched, you know, various in between. And the last show, Dorothy's going to Matt to uh, um, remarry Stan. No, no, she's going to marry Leslie Nielsen. Oh, that's right. Right. Holy right. Shit, and it was just kind that. of, it was a total yeah. rib at first. Yeah. And then they were just, uh, the shit was on. Yeah. And um, that's a good pick, too. 
What do you Leslie mean? Nielsen. That's oh, a yes. perfect, perfect husband choice. Oh, at the Leslie time, Nielsen's the great. Naked Gun movies, yeah. fucking. He was cool as fuck too. Even in this show, mm-hmm. cool as fuck. But so that was the last show. Um, shit, I forgot where I was going with this. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm. I, I you watched the first show, the last show, <laughs> Stan's Bornak. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, oh, that's right. So uh, Limo shows up to pick up uh, Dorothy to go take her to the chapel. Blah 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 blah. Oh, isn't that nice? You know, I forget Leslie Nielsen's character's name, but oh, he's picking me up in a, a limo. I guess that's what rich people do. I don't know. But it turns out to be Stan is. He's driving the actual limo, so he um, he pulls her over and he basically tells her like, you know, look, if if you weren't gonna marry me, we obviously didn't have our, you know, things weren't going well with us. I'm happy that you're happy, and I'm more than happy to take you to the to the chapel. So that's where I feel like Stan is not somebody to bury. No, uh, Stan yeah. is like yeah, he's a slap. Lo- he's the lovable fuck up, but he never really yeah. intentionally hurt anybody. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I love Stan. He's I great. love Stan. Really? Yeah. Why so? Well, and if you he get gave, go ahead, <laughs> he go gave ahead. he gave Dorothy candy one day cuz Dorothy was with some, mm, of course. some dude. Oh, dude. Look at this. Candy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gave he gave Dorothy some candy and the card that that went with the candy said like Roses are red, violets are blue. I hope you like this candy because it cost me forty two. <laughs> dude, that that popped me so hard because he's just like that's such his personality. Yeah, the he, show. he thinks it's the sweetest thing ever. And, yeah, and it was just it was just perfect. He's dude, well, he's, heart. and the thing is too is like when they go over it like three times about how Dorothy got knocked up in high school by mm-hmm. Stan, so he's still a kid. You know, like the, if you think about it, he was thrust into fatherhood. It's not like he married her and intended Rust. to have kids and fucked everything up, but mm-hmm. he definitely like. You know, he's a grown child like everybody else on the show. Well, I mentioned this while we were talking. Uh, we were talking while we we're eating. Um, they 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 do episodes occasionally where Sophia remembers back to when she was married to Salvatore and and living. You know, whatever. They basically put a different color wig on her, and they have somebody playing Dorothy in like her late twenties, thirty year old. And I and I meant to look it up before we got started here, but basically it's it's a taller, thin girl with brunette hair, who is exactly Maud and has her her elbows only work at fucking right angles, <laughs> and just the way she the her, the whole body mannerisms are solid, mm-hmm. and just the way she talks. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I love this show because of that. I, I haven't watched this show much in the last, I don't know how long, but because we we're going to do this this episode, I and felt what, like... And it's fucking great, isn't it, Rick? It is great. <laughs> yeah. It's never a wasted half hour. Not ever. Lo- well, see, I love sitcoms. Like, Yeah. This is the sitcom, though. Like, the sitcom premises, yeah. the way they play off each other. And, yeah. like, there's repeated jokes. Like, I mean, everybody Dorothy's watched Seinfeld. Everybody home. watched Friends. Yeah. But I was always somebody like... You know what? Uh, back when Everybody Loves Raymond, or I think it was Everyone Loves Raymond, was playing, like, I watched the fuck out of yeah, that show. Yeah, but fuck his wife on that show. She's so shitty the whole no. show. <laughs> She's gotta, always shitty. You wanted her. I love her. You do. Yeah. Patricia oh. Heaton. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, Patricia love got her. heat with me in. 
Yeah. What well, about King of Queens chick? King is on that chick. show, The Middle, right yeah, now. That's yeah, where yeah, I was yeah, going next. King of Queens with the, the girl from Scientology Lea who's Reed. now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, she, very good looking. Hot, she was hot as hell, and she got a little chunky. and then. But now Still, she is she calling the right out. She sass. She yeah, is calling you know. out sci- or, uh, Scientology like nobody's business right now. Hmm. Um, you know, but, she's best friends with J-Lo. little fun fact. That's Ooh. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I love J-Lo. You say it a little louder. Got a big booty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, don't get me started, Huck. Oh, you just man. you just throwing lines out there for me to. Right. Uh, anyway, Huck likes. I know move. you're just holding off. I know. But the thing we'll, we'll get to Huck's comic book collection in a minute. Yeah. But <laughs> the great thing too is like on the show, like those they're they're archetypes. Like Dorothy's kind of the stern one, but you get why she is the way she is, and she has a soft spot for Ma still. And then you've got. Sophia, who's like rambunctious, but she'll have a heart to heart with him. And then you got Rose, who's like kind of the dumbass, but then like if Blanche is laying into her, she'll cut back. And, when, when, yeah. and Rose will get mean, and it's one yep. of the greatest things you'll see. And the same thing with Blanche is she's the slut, but she'll get her heart broken still. Mm-hmm. Like they make them really well fleshed out characters without changing up who they are. Mm-hmm. And they rip on each other in that yeah. In those yeah. And it's just awesome because it's all, they all That's just hilarious. accept it. You know what I mean? And then they and then they dish it out in their own way. It's the best. Mm-hmm. It's what? The best. Uh, we talked about the spinoffs real quick. There was Golden Palace, and there the, was Empty Nest. Right. Yeah. What? What were the premises behind those two spinoffs? I mean, Empty Nest was it was the, he was a dentist. I think the guy, yeah, the he older was a guy, dentist with a giant dog. Yeah, he talked like this. Dreyfus. Yes. Dreyfus. Dog, not dong. Yeah. yeah. D-O-G. Okay. Yeah, not D-O-double-G either, D-O-G. No, yeah. So he had a daughter, and, uh, and then his two daughters, who t- t- his two adult daughters moved back in with him for some reason. What's the time? And then there was the rambunctions. They were the neighbors to the Golden Girls. Oh, it's always the neighbors. Yeah, Charlie was like... Like Ma and the Jeffersons were to the... All yeah, the and then I was saying before, Perfect Strangers, fucking Carl and his wife worked at the mail, uh, at the uh, post office with Larry, because uh, of Larry Appleton and Balky. <laughs> and that they spun off in the family matters. Make a little espresso. Yeah. Sorry. That's bad. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's okay. No. Anyway. <laughs> so uh <laughs> Yeah, those are the spin-offs and then Golden Palace, which I barely remember. I was saying to GQ that was like saved by the bell the college years for me. I just couldn't. That was the, the remaining Watch girls, right? Well, that's it without Dorothy. Right. Because right. Dorothy got married and moved out. And see right. out see what happened. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, she's, the, fun, yeah, she's it, the rock. And that goes back to the, the conversation we were having before we went on the air is who is the most indispensable yeah. golden girl? Yeah, GQ posed that question, and he said, I figured it out, but I'm going to save it. And I, after some thought, I'm like, it's Dorothy. And he's like, yes, it is. Cause 100%. Absolutely. Smart-ass smart man right there. You can't just have goofy people playing off each other the whole time. No, it gets stupid. No, it's, it's, her, just, it's her quick wit. I mean, like I said, yeah. they all shit on each other. But Dorothy shits on everyone. And right, Dorothy yeah. eats a lot of shit, too, for being so ugly. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> In every episode, it's like they're talking about, like, she said, uh, oh, yeah. she, I'm, going, I'm going out on a Her date. So and Blanche ugly. goes, well, it's true. She yeah. goes, I'm going out on a date. And Blanche, and Blanche goes, uh, um, with a man? She was like, no, Blanche, with a Venus flytrap. You know what I mean? That was on the one today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's every day. And there are the right. episodes where Dorothy gets some, and they're great. Dorothy turns into a squirrel girl, which is the where her old teacher comes back into town, and she's giddy and giggling. And it's great, because you never see that side of Dorothy. But there's also one for Beatlemania. So she's a big Beatles fan and never got to see him because she was taking care of her kids as a mm-hmm. young single mother. Because she got knocked up early. Because she got knocked up. All right. Shame of the family. So anyways... 
the guy that was in Beatlemania, she ends up taking home one of the guys that played George Harrison, and that guy was Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. It was oh, the same oh, actor. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like Axel Bernie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she fucking falls in love with him, and she's taking him home every night, and Blanche can't stand it because she's talking about how she's getting some, and this is the time Blanche is dating that widower and isn't getting any, and it's she's losing Perfect. her Oh, God. And then the same, a different episode, uh, Rose's, uh, a guy comes into town, and he's one of Rose's ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriends, and she doesn't remember him. And they're like, Rose, how could you not remember him? Like, I thought, how many boyfriends have you had? And she goes, 58. How many that year? 58 boyfriends. And Blanche loses her mind. She's like, how can you have boyfriends without having sex? She's like, you can do other things, whatever. And so, basically, Blanche is basically like, no, I'm the slut of the group. And right, like, right, fighting right, to yeah. be the slut. Oh, it's so good. But uh, oh, I went off the rails there. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I had a point somewhere in there. Uh, I forget where but, we're going. Oh, uh, Dorothy. Dor- Dorothy was getting some. And Dorothy's indispensable yeah. in every way. But she gets hers sometimes, too, which is, you know, they never make it like this person's always a miserable person or this person's always the slut. You know what I mean? They play it. They switch it up. Well, and that's why it's, it's, it's much harder to be the straight man in a comedy team than it is to be the, the goofy sidekick or the... The crazy one. It's harder to be the Laurel than it is the Hardy. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. And she's not, but she's still funny, which is even yeah. harder. So she's the straight man, but she still has a lot of good, like, one-liners, too. She's all yeah. about the facial. And I don't mean facial. I mean, fa- like, actually. Yeah, okay, for those of you listening, well, Rick did an aggressive hand-jerking motion <laughs> yeah. in front of his I don't mean, like, face. a hand job in a face. I mean, oh. like, like facial. Oh, boy. <laughs> facial expressions, not, yeah, okay. not taking it in the eyeball. Yeah, we could have moved yeah, on a while ago. It's not like a Peter North movie. <laughs> yeah. Um... I feel like we could get into their wardrobes a little bit. Oh, please don't. <laughs> what? So I believe right now Dorothy is wearing a, uh, a trench coat. Ni- a nylon. She's always wearing some kind of robe slash trench coat. A nylon army green trench coat. Blanche has Look at the collar. Look at the collar. Yeah, she's got it. The collar's always popped. Holy like, shit. Like Doctor Strange. It's like... <laughs> like fucking Dorothy. <laughs> like Inspector Gadget with fucking yeah, shoulder pads. Like trench coat. Yeah. Or yeah. fucking uh, McGruff, the crime dog. Yes. Yeah. What am but, I... Meanwhile, they, Rose is always right wearing a nightgown and a and She's a robe. Always ready to bone. No, no, that's that not milk? Rose. That's Blanche. Blanche. Blanche, Blanche always has a nice little floral number. Yeah. And she's got a headband that matches. What, by the yeah. way, looks really. And good. Blanche is the only one that colors her hair. Correct. Which is a nice touch, I think. I'm fine with it. Yeah. 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 Why are they all sitting around drinking milk? Like, if you look on the table, it's just milk. milk or coffee. And they're all sitting, And they milk. always sit on the same it's side of the table. Well, they never sit on the uh, the camera, camera side. The camera side. The hard yeah. cam. You gotta avoid the hard wall, cam. The hard cam. There you go. Can we hard talk cam. for a minute about how Miles and Rose are the most adorable color, couple on television, maybe ever? Who's Miles? I don't know who Miles, Miles? is. Yeah. And What's does Rose Miles? does Fuck Rose Miles. get it on with anybody? Miles. Miles, Miles is her boyfriend. Shit. He's kind of a dipshit. Yeah, He's kind he of a dumbass. Shit. Kind of too dumb for his own good. He's a lucky motherfucker. Actually, I think on that one, I think Rose is a little more quick-witted than Miles is. To be honest, so he is. It's he's lucky he shows up. He's not even saying Olaf. He's got no fucking excuse. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's he's not even Norwegian. No, nothing. (laughs) No, I I don't know who Miles is. I do like the mustache. Like Rose is actually wearing skinny guy, an actual robe, like a robe, like somebody. Like, that's a robe you, if you're getting out of the robe. shower, it yeah. is a bathroom. You know what? I was watching so, uh, the seventh season, the last season, mm-hmm. and the four or five episodes I watched today only, mm-hmm. um, there wasn't a single St. Olaf story, a single Sicily story, or what? a single cheesecake meeting. 
It's the life of Dickie Cheesecake. Bronson. I think they were trying to like break out of the box. You know well, I mean? and I think I was asking you questions like, okay, you need to have these three cheesecake meeting though. What is a cheesecake meeting? I don't know this, Rick. Oh, you're the experts. You're the experts. I never one of them have a problem. I push the buttons and turn the knobs. Lay into them, boss. I can't take this. Bro, whenever one of the ladies have a problem, they go in the kitchen to eat ice cream, cheesecake. Or sometimes I thought they just drink coffee. No, my God, fucking a. What is wrong with you? You're about to lose that daddy chair, dog. I don't care who bought the pizza today. We're taking over. But sometimes it would start with one up late, and like GQ pointed this out, and then like the other one would wake up. You're like, oh, you can't sleep either, and they slowly all end up eating a cheesecake together, dishing. If I had cheesecake in my fridge, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make it to the night. I wouldn't wait for you guys to come over to eat it with me. Yeah, but you're not going through the change. Well, I am kind of. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you need to learn some things about generosity and cheesecake yeah. saving. <laughs> That's the name of my new book about Rick Vivian: generosity and cheesecake saving. Is that it's different than the the uh, top five you have you have lists? You're, oh yeah, my other Rick Vivian list. book is I thought pants were optional. Right, Rick Vivian story. These are all quotes. Rick, is I'm said. wearing cut off shorts right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're lucky I'm wearing underwear. The official oh, no. story oh, of Rick Vivian. I mean, sort of lucky. How you doing, Huck? I'm doing fine. Just, <laughs> just tripping out. That's all. Just all, right. Tripping, just tripping. all right. I mean, I I feel like we could go a little deeper into Golden Girls if we wanted to. I like. Well, to. I do have a question because yeah. all of you like to. There's only one one episode that I like faintly remember in my entire life, and it had to do with riding on a train, and the lights were going out as they were going through a tunnel. Okay. And there was some kind of like murder mystery. Yes, or the murder mystery yeah. train. Let me right. have it. What was I watching that day? Come on. Was that like the Agatha Christie send-up? Fuck. I, it's been Sorry. a while, man. Yeah. I haven't seen it in There's seven days. seasons I had to go through right. in like a week. Right. I feel like that's got, one of the later seasons. It is, it's got to be six or seven. Possibly. I'm going to pump it in the Google track. I'm going to guess six. GQ, you still watching the show mystery. regularly? Uh, honestly, no. I'd say once every like two weeks, maybe. So our expert right now is... Uh, I'm, I'm not really an expert right now because I'm high as hell. But Do you remember what the you midnight train? You know what? Let's just change. No. What Here you been is. smoking, boss? The, I've been smoking that good shit. Yeah. I know. yeah. You brought it. <laughs> That's yeah. why it was the good That's shit. Right. What was it? All Weed Matters? Yeah, All Weed Matters. It was Vanilla Kush. <laughs> Where, uh, you know what? We don't want to get too deep. <laughs> so it was the case of the Libertine Bell. And it was a murder mystery weekend turns deadly, and Blanche is the prime suspect in a real life murder. See? So it's a murder mystery ride, but oh, they think right, Blanche right, right. really killed Because oh, Dorothy yeah. totally figures out the murder mystery. Yeah, so and then Blanche. As well. I just saw it because Blanche then goes back to what her to her room to bang I some dude, and dude is is dead when uh, when the. The whatever the the food guy shows up. Leave it to me to find a one Golden Girls yeah. episode of murder. It's season six. Yeah, yeah. As I bring something to the table. Right. I gotta go to the bathroom. Actually. Well, All right. So okay. So take over, one last thing. Well, about we got to do the graveyard then, or whatever. Yeah. One, one last thing about the. Uh, oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, the oh my god! Look out. They're in Miami, right? They're in, yeah, Miami. in Miami. They wear a fuck of a lot of layers for being in Miami. <laughs> They're going through the change. <laughs> That's true. They're going through the change, bro. <laughs> Do you want to be? Look at Stan. Right do you want to be comfortable, or do you want to be a lady? Look at like a straight up G. <laughs> no, check him out. In the cream suit. Right. Oh, like the punch. Oh, he'll have his toupee on in this episode. Oh yeah, Stan <laughs> would have that toupee. What was the one? There was one season where like he had a monkey with him that his therapist gave him a stuffed animal. What was that? It was for like his stress. 
Anyone? I, I vaguely remember that. Come on, my yeah. dick's in the wind out here. Help me, somebody. If anyone out there in internet land knows the answer, please email yeah, us. Call yeah. in. It's uh, whatever Rick's phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. He's back. Are we taking questions? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody called. The monkey. Oh. No shit. Yeah, what is the email? Email at theboys at oh, yeah, bookingpopculture.com. Yeah. There's your shit. Thanks, man. Right. What I miss out on? You nothing. guys are talking Moving layers on. in Miami? Absolutely nothing. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get to the graveyard so we can wrap up Golden Girls. Well, and we got the Candyman too. We got Candyman. Well, not well the graveyard has to do with Golden Girls. Yeah, I got so a that's couple. Where we're going. That's how we're wrapping. And up. one we one non-related Golden Girls, Barry. Do you have a Do you have a uh, Golden Girls character that you want to marry? I got two of them. Two. Yeah, these Holy fucking assholes. Holy shit! All right, hang on. We're gonna go to the Bron- to Bronson's graveyard right now. So we got somebody to bury on the uh, on Golden Girls here. Bronson. I got two of them, and these are boys that did my girls wrong. Oh. And speak Which... up if you remember either of these okay. fucking guys. <laughs> uh, the first one is from the episode I was talking about where uh, Rose's ex-boyfriend comes back into town, Thor Anderson. Thor? Thor, Thor Anderson. He is a Norwegian feller. No shit. But uh, That's as a sweet name, as yeah, are yeah. many people from Saint Olaf, right. Thunder God, he I is not. How many are named Thor in Saint Olaf? He's a total dipshit, right? So, anyways, so this guy comes into town, calls Rose, says, "Hey, we can't wait to meet up with you, catch up." Th- uh, Rose does not remember this fucking guy for the life of her. She's like, "And that's guy. that's where she." I'll, I'll get to why. So, he's not the worst though. But anyways. So she, this is where it's revealed that Rose had like 58 boyfriends in one year. And it turns out she uh, doesn't. Wait, Rose? Yeah, we went through this earlier. I already dropped this on you. I don't know that I'm. This is where Blanche was like, I'm supposed to be the slut. And they got into kind of like a slut off a little bit. We just talked about this. Yeah, I know. It just hit me. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, so anyways. Uh... This guy comes into town, and he's like all about her. He's like, oh, I'm so glad to see you. And you know who the guy is? You remember Mama's Family? It was the actor that played the son on Mama's Family. Right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love me some Mama's Family. Yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. his name. Bubba? Was his name Bubba? Something like that? Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I don't remember if it was Bubba. Anyways, so uh, Rose is like, still, no clue about this guy. No clue at all. So she's sitting there, and she's talking to, to you know her, Thor, Blanche, to take the heat off of her, right? And so she's sitting there. The Thor gets up, walks away, and she goes, you know, I think I remember this guy. This is before me and Charlie started dating, and he took another girl to the dance. I took Thor to this dance just to make Charlie jealous, and I feel absolutely terrible. So this dipshit, he's all over Rose. Hasn't seen her in 40 years, mind you. How do you forget a guy named Thor? Easily. Oh, Bro, that's a dime, well, a, and a dime a dozen in St. Olaf. Yeah, in Minnesota. Oh. This yeah. guy is, so anyways, he comes back. He's like, oh, I have to admit something to you, Rose. I've been waiting ever since Charlie died. Nine years I've been wanting to get a hold of you to tell you that I'm in love with you. Well, he went out on one date to one dance with her ever, and he's throwing down his totally unrequited love, basically stalking the girl and throwing all this shit straight into her lap when she didn't even do anything. She did kiss him, which they get to later on. Rose. And they part ways amicably, and he's like, oh, hopefully that'll, you know, 
This will get me going for another 40 years. But this dipshit's taking poor, poor advantage of poor Rose. Husband died, and he sees it as an opportunity. I'm getting hot. Don't yeah, touch me, dog. <laughs> Don't touch me. But he's not the worst. I'm moving on. The next fucking burial site is going to be for Mr. Gordon. Ooh. Mr. Malcolm Gordon. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. How dare he take your name, boss? Yeah, exactly. This fuck was Dorothy's teacher. Okay, so he was a teacher just out of college, and Dorothy was in high school, right? And she had a crush on him. She gets all giggly whenever she hears him. He calls and says he wants to meet up with her. He comes in, and a funny thing about Golden Girls is they'd have, like, a, an older guy come in, and I never knew if he was supposed to be attractive to them or not. And they're like, oh, my goodness, like, because they're always the weirdest-looking old guy, and they're like, he's so hot. Uh, I don't fucking know. So anyway, Mr. Gordon blows into town, catching up with Dorothy and Ma, Tells Dorothy he's, oh, he never forgot about her. And she's like, oh, you always made me feel beautiful. Good for Dorothy, right? Mm -hmm. She never gets this fucking treatment ever. Mr. Gordon kind of slyly slides in there that, oh, I'm doing book reviews. Oh, and it turns out that she used to do everything for Mr. Gordon. She, they said he even wrote, she even rotated his tires. She'd help with the paperwork. She'd rate his papers. This guy took advantage of Dorothy all through fucking high school. Wow. So not sexually, though. When she was in high school. Correct. Okay. So anyways... Mr. Gordon fucking starts, like, slyly throws in there, oh, I'm doing book reviews. I don't know if I'm going to have time to write this book review. She obviously fucking, oh, I'll do it for you. After 40 years, this guy blows back into a town. He can't write one book review. She writes the whole thing. He posts the whole thing verbatim with his name on it, taking Bastard. advantage of fucking Dorothy again. And she's done with him. She's done with him. Fuck that guy. Yeah. 40 years later, you call your ex-student that had a crush on you. Mind you, you're also like a guy who's 23 years old, college professor, and you're having this fucking 18-year-old girl do all this shit for you. Fuck you. So Fuck a him. I know. But age-wise... hot. Yeah. So Dorothy's probably in her... Uh, she's 60, early 60s. She's not 70 yet. Right, no, not no, no, seventy. No. But she, let's just say she's sixty. So I would say she's so she's about guy, 60, 48 to uh, fifty eight to sixty two. I would say. Yeah. So this guy is. They 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 actually and a good thing about Golden Girls too is they said that and immediately once you said whoa this teacher uses, wants to go out there they immediately say he started teaching right out of college so oh. he was between eighteen and twenty three to make him and she was a around a little 18. bit older a couple of years older couple yeah basically. maybe like three or four years older all right so okay. it wasn't super weird but yeah. fuck that guy fuck that guy can't write a book review and you just use poor Dorothy again she doesn't get guys banging down her door aside from the uh, George Harrison impersonator but I think she just kind of scooped him up on the, on the slide I told you that that was Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's we just right, talked right, about right. this <laughs> fuck I'm all over the place bro. So, but I mean, these two guys did our girls wrong, I think. Even though Thor was a little innocent, he was creepily attached to Rose. Thor. Especially after so, Charlie died. Fuck you. So, if we're measuring, uh, and I, and again, similar to when we were talking about uh, Ig or Eskimo brothers, I don't want to call any woman a whore, but if I we're will. if we're measuring uh, their acceptance of the penis. Correct. Promiscuity. Yeah, promiscuity. Is Rose beating out Blanche? No, because no. she said she didn't have sex with them. They said she didn't lose her virginity until it was with Charlie. That's when, that's when Blanche is like, well, how did you have all these boyfriends and not have sex? And she said, you don't have to have sex to have a boyfriend. And it's not saying she fooled around with all of them either. She only kissed uh, fucking Thor. But back to your Wolverine... Uh, um, <laughs> what's her face? Uh, Are we talking intimate encounters? 
It's it's a toss. I think, I think we are. We don't have any dish on on Rose's one year escapade, and also Rose was married, and Blanche has far exceeded the number. Uh, dude, I, I watched died. an episode today where they were doing a friggin' uh, dance marathon, and uh, Blanche, every fucking uh, uh, dance partner she had was dropping dead on her, so she was basically picking up dudes that were dancing with other um, other women. And she would walk up to him like, hey, you know, do, you know, my partner dropped dead, but I'm still good for the next minute. Do you want to be my partner? And they would blow her off. And then she would say, well, what if I... And then she would just whisper in, her, in their ears, and they would chuck that chick. So she was offering up something. <laughs> Blanche something. or Rose? Blanche. Yeah. Blanche. For She's sure. clearly the... We call her whore. The leaderboard. She's yeah, she's in the she's a whore. The slut. She, right. she was talking about a, a story. She was sleeping, and in her dream, she was on an island with these three celebrities. Mm-hmm. And she woke up, and it was a nightmare because she only got to kiss one of the celebrities. So she was trying to take the triple dick mm-hmm. at the same time. It was just on. It was just her on the island, and the triple three, dick, and Dude. the three. Um, so I can't think of their names, but the three celebrities and she that was, it was a nightmare. It was probably like got Patrick kiss, Duffy and kiss. Burt Reynolds or some shit. Yeah, I don't know if Patrick Duffy was on there. But. Well, Patrick, Patrick Duffy was a big deal at one point before Step by Step. Not nineteen eighty five. Love, bro. No. Patrick Duffy for fucking, no, that was that's uh, lover boy. No, that's not Patrick Duffy. What's that's the Patrick Dallas uh, McDreamy. Yeah, Dallas. yeah the, the <laughs> Dallas guy. Yeah. Patrick yeah. Duffy Step by Step. The right. dad. Yeah. All right. Never mind. What? Yeah, he played yes. on Step by Step. Lost. He was the dad. Okay. Patrick Duffy. Yeah, yeah, he was married to Suzanne Somers. Suzanne Somers. Yeah. What's the e- not ER but uh... Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. Who's the Patrick in that? Oh, Patrick, Patrick Dempsey. 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 Yeah, that's Pizza Boy. Can't buy me love. Yeah, yeah. Love boy. he's got the ab muscles. Extra anchovies. He's got abs. Does he? Extra anchovies. From, like, yeah. He's always in a. Uh, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. I don't watch garbage something like that. Mick I watch Old Yeah, sure. Something. Sure, that's him. I have. I have a sister. Okay. All right. So, anyways, uh, last thing I'm going to bury. Sorry. Yeah. No, keep going. This man. is not Golden Girls related. Oh. So I'm going to give you an example, Doug. I'm going to want you to chime in on this because yeah, you know you know I your know, cue. You know I your know. cue. So say I'm at a place and we're talking about our mutual friend Dave, and be like, "Oh man, Dave Whoa. did this fucking thing the other Wait, day." Wait, I like Dave. I Dave? hate that. I hate that. But right? I thing. like him. Whenever you tell a story about something or someone, be like, "Oh man, did you see what happened to so and so?" Like, "Oh, I like him." You're I'm the immediate I'm asshole. Not, I'm immediately I'm an <laughs> asshole. I'm not marrying the guy. We all love Dave. What are you trying to say? We all love so and so. Don't He's chime a good in. Good guy. Oh, be nice to Dave. Like I am nice to Dave. <laughs> right. But that one time he no, was. You're an asshole. You're an asshole for even saying anything that makes me think you're talking bad. So who exactly you're bearing Dave haters? No, no, that's not specific, but people do me, that. Me, yeah. what I say. Like, but I you know like what I mean? Him. Right, right, right. 100%. He wasn't yeah. even going to talk shit. He was going to tell me that something bad happened. Oh. No, that's a, that's a, Vinny, that's a Vinny Scarboni thing, basically. Oh, thought. yeah, I love the guy, but he's a shits. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, if you're around in a circle and you say something about somebody, it doesn't have to necessarily... Be negative about that. Maybe the situation was negative. Yeah, yeah. somebody's gonna go like, "Oh, that's my boy." And now everyone like, thinks oh. that you were just. But talking you immediately, about him. yeah. Immediately no matter who's think. telling the story, sure. changes the complexion of the yeah, entire. Yeah, they, they suddenly stops it dead in its fucking tracks because now Dave's under asshole. fire, and that's yeah. the only thing people hear. But I like him. Like, oh, you got a problem with him now? Yeah, they have no idea what the hell you were even saying. I'm gonna call those people pallbearers because they initiate a burying that was not actually taking place. Fuck them. 
Okay. I'm burying them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but not Tishans. Paul Bear. They're more no. Tishans. And not Paul Bowser. No, neither. I love Dickie both those Branson. guys. I've no, sat on the lap. I've actually sat on the lap of both of those yeah. men. <laughs> I, yeah, I only have Bowser under my lap. So <laughs> no, he'll be he'll be in here one of these times, and then everyone will realize like, yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> the, the Paul Bowser episode. Oh come on, I like hey, I like Paul. Put a microphone yeah, in front of him. You'll oh like. boy, that guy. Oh, I like Paul. He's a sweet. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. love that guy. He's a sweetheart. But oh boy. <laughs> He's coming. He'll be yeah. in here one day. Yeah. Somebody yeah. asked me. We about, might have to do it outside. Somebody asked the me damn about house on fire. The Rick Matrix match. So, match. Somebody asked me about Paul. Some one of some of the students. They go like, "Is this the Paul that I've heard about? Like the Paul that I I've heard stories about?" I go, "No. This is like Jurassic Park. You know when they have the T Rex contained in that fence? This is that Paul. This is controlled Paul." The other Paul fucking busted through the fucking fences, chasing down like fucking jeeps. He, and yeah, he's taking out over. the jeep. Over this the is side not of that Paul, wall. but this is a very well trained version of that Paul. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, no, I yeah. love any version of Paul. Let me just say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure he listens turbulent. to this. No, he won't. As volatile if anyone else will be turbulent. listening after the Golden Girls. Bit. He's regressing. Yeah. He's got like disc mans and shit. He just got onto Pearl Jam this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got Pearl Jam ten. He, that's his favorite. He's got some right slap now. bracelets and uh, drinking Jasta energy drink. All right, any uh, boss? You got anything else? Uh, Golden Girls ad. Not really, Dicky Dicky got it all. Dude, doesn't he take yeah. it? Yeah. He takes it. Man. Sorry. Yeah, he it's takes okay. it all right. Yeah, I didn't watch the later episodes. I got a little older, so I wasn't watching it. You I watched some this morning, though, right? No, I told really? you my cable was off. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. You got, selective, you got selective amnesia, don't you? I do, dude. <laughs> I'm old. I had to pee. Once I peed, I forgot everything. Uh, no, right. I didn't watch it this morning. What was the last episode you watched? The last episode, damn, man, I don't know. Now it's mixing up with New Japan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, last one I watched, Golden Girls, Kenny Omega. (laughs) Yeah, how do you you get Caden in front of New Japan? I don't. He'd get me in front of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's his thing? No, the first time I've ever heard the name Nakamura, it came out of Caden's mouth. Yeah. Really? I had to learn the names from him. Yeah. Yeah, I learned the names from him. I got one last Caden story. Oh, dude. So this is after we jumped the Monroe's for your tag team titles, me and Jeff Brooks. Mm-hmm. Bitches. No, whatever. Siren. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so anyway, We're breaking uh, the fourth wall. I yeah. go into the bathroom at the Imperial House. I'm taking a pee in the stall. Caden, I hear the door open. I look, and it's Caden just looking at me. And then I look over, and he looks down and goes into the, uh, like the, the little toilet area. This got really weird. And I'm just peeing. I'm standing there, minding my own business, and I hear from the stall behind me just... Oh, I got business with you, Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> with the scariest shit no in shit. my life. I zipped up and got the fuck out of there. And I just he hear him just go out. His hands. I just go out there. He just, he just is peeing. He walks in behind me. Just oh, I got business. Silently, calmly telling me. Really? I got business with you. I mean, it used to be where, I mean, look, Caden used to be this cute little kid that showed up to these shows. Those moonsaults up. But like now, him. yeah, exactly. But now he's 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It, there's something fester in there. Oh, it, he's great. Yeah. When? How about how about him keeping all of us in check in the fucking locker room? Yeah. People missing their spot. Caden's you know, first one out there. <laughs> Dude. I'm hearing all this about Caden. You know he won't say a single word to me. Really? What did you do? Why? I don't know. He won't? Dude, okay. I worry. I'm worried, Huck. I'm like, damn, you, you know. You better watch your back. Dude. You better make friends quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
you want. You yeah. know, I'll say hi, what's up? We'll, you know, do like mm-hmm. that. But all these stories, I'm tripping yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. look, let's just. Rest. I used to give him candy when he was a little kid. Oh, That's there you go. So, oh. so Malcolm, Malcolm caught me one time. I was like, hey, kid, want some candy? There's Malcolm right there. You fucking pervert. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I mean, Mal- Malcolm 3 but now just we're won. Cool. <laughs> Malcolm 3 just won the Malcolm Senior tournament. Yeah. But I think we're all just sitting back going, fucking Caden's going to come out and just oh, fucking hungry. start killing people. Yeah. Be okay what, with that. Boss, when, when, when does that kid hit the... They're going to have a different style, though, you know? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. Have a totally Dude, I saw him give a perfect German Because 3 was doing all the moonsaults and shit like that. Caden would be a ground worker. Yeah, he's know. not into the flips yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yep. My man. Yeah. When, when, do, when does that happen? Whenever he's About ready, man. I don't know. Whenever he's five ready. Five years from now? Yeah, pr- probably four five years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. He, he, uh, I think he was about five years old. He did a less less stature count. Yeah, and really, yeah, he was standing outside the ring crying, and Les was like, "What's wrong with your son?" I was like, "He want to get in there." He was like, "Let him get in there," and Caden was hitting the ropes and everything. Les was looking at him like, "Holy shit!" So I've had him hit the ropes a couple times, hit the middle rope instead of the top rope. Mm -hmm. That kid's always all into it. Then then Caden was like. Les, these ropes feel a little loose, man. You might want to tighten the middle. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. over here to tighten yeah. this rope. Yeah. By the way, I dropped my ring pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that kid, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sitting here, I'm burying everybody and putting over Caden. <laughs> All right. All right. Candyman, you got anything for uh, Golden Girls? You got a Candyman, Candyman segment for Golden Girls? No, I'm, I'm, what you got I mean, with you? We, we set it up in the in the... Pre-show, we were talking about what kind of candy the Golden Girls would be into, which is blatantly gold, or what is it I got your intro music before you start. No, I don't need it. Uh, I take you to the candy shop. I let you lick the lollipop. Go, go, girl, don't you stop. Keep going till you hit the spot. Whoa. I take you to the candy shop. Yeah. One more taste of what I got. Uh-huh. I have you spending all you got. Come on. Keep going until you hit the spot. Whoa. Oh, if you ever want to piss off a room of dudes with headphones on, play that really, really loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You, you got you a Golden way, Girls candy shop spot. What you got with you? What do you got? What do you got? What do I have? Yeah. Uh, today, it's the Airheads Extreme Bites. Uh, they are of rainbow colored. Have you ever had these before? Anybody? No. They're no. uh, super sour, chewy type I was thing. Just saying, I, I have a canker sore just looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Is yeah. anything in there? What do you mean? Any candy in no, there? No, I ate it all. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> bring, bring some candy and talk about it. Well, he's got the Werther's Original. He's the host, I was going to say, man. Just, you were going to say, <laughs> I figured Werther's Original. Give me so one. Give me one. I, no, hey, me, I feel like everybody microphone. pass this around. Everybody, That's a Golden Girls candy. Everybody grab a Werther's Original. So the rest of the Hey, Rick, I know you got sugar-free by mistake. Clacking our teeth. Uh, right? uh, I don't know what the fuck I got. No, they are sugar-free. They're always sugar-free. Really? Yeah. Are they? No. Oh, I grabbed one. Oh, I'm a fat motherfucker. Yeah. What do you got? I got a sugar-free one. You, you saw the, that? Give me, give me, give me that. Don't say sugar-free. They don't say sugar-free. I think that bag this has a, a mix. They got caramel apple. Here, open this shit. Okay. Wait, I've never apple? had a, a caramel, caramel apple Werther's before. No, that caramel. seems like a Canadian thing. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that would be a Canadian flavor. Dude, I seriously have gone to Target and um, Target looking for those wine something something wine gums. Yeah, they don't exist. I swear I've I've I bought them the in the states before. I I'll find some and I'll bring them. I looked up Canadian candies on uh, okay. on Amazon and I found them, but they're like a thousand dollars. 
Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Let, let me. Thousand uh, dollars for what? Wine gums. Something, something. Wine gums. Like how many? Are they, wait, are they really at least named? four or five? If they're really named something, something wine gums. Well, what's the name impressed. of the something? Maynard's. Maynard's. Maynard's wine gums. All right. So we all got a Werther's original going. <laughs> so now. We're all chewing. It's gonna be some good radio. radio. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't care about no. It, depend, it doesn't matter how much a piece of gum is. Is like how many pieces of gum do you get? Do you get an entire case? Then it might be worth that much. I, I think it's like a bag of this um, on Amazon. Like a couple ounces and it's, of gum uh, for 200 bucks. I, seriously, it's like 15 bucks okay. for some Werther's wine gums. I'm like, all right, well, dude said they were at Target. Oh, I haven't seen them any Baynard's yeah. wine gums. have not seen them at Target. Because I want to get some of those uh, Canadian Kit Kats. Because mm-hmm. those are awesome. Canadian Kit Kats are my favorite ska band, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. Sounds sweet. All right. We done, Candyman? Oh, yeah, we're done. Well, let me talk about this Werther's Caramel Apple deal. What do you got going? I like it. Are these Caramel Apple? Yeah, yeah no, that's good. good. Shit, you guys, you, guys like... got, you spilled them all out there. No, we didn't. No, we, we got three select different few. flavors. Rick, you don't hand a bunch of grown men Werther's Originals and not expect a fucking Especially mess. Especially in an assorted bag, <laughs> uh, yeah. so we got them split up. So I, got I didn't know you had every flavor. Yeah. Yeah, it's a coffee, it's a regular caramel, and it's a caramel That's what I was hoping I would get with a coffee. Dude, this caramel yeah, apple. Do you have that caramel apple in your mouth right now, Rick? I have a sugar-free mouth Yeah, these are all sugar-free. They all are. Get this caramel apple in. It's exactly Bags like biting crunching. into a caramel apple. Put that I in want your a mouth. coffee one. Here. Put it in your mouth. Yeah, you, you got to learn oh, thanks, to, uh, to radio no, chew. You got to shove it in the corner Not of your one. mouth like yeah. you chew. What? That one. Who the fuck is listening See the edges to this on right here. now? Yeah, exactly. Just sitting here listening to well, grown men. Well, the Golden Girls didn't do anybody There's any seriously right. like four or five people from uh, South Africa listen to us. Right now? Like yeah. every time. Yeah. No, I'm, a big, I'm a big D Antwoord fan. What's up, homies? About, yeah, if you right. know anything about South Africa, you probably listen to D Antwoord. I mean, awesome. 500 people show up to an XICW show. Three people from South Africa listen to this damn podcast. I always wanted to go to. And South we're doing Africa. it for you, South Africa. I right? agree. I always wanted, that's one you. of my my bucket list. Why South is that? Because I just want to go. South that's Africa. For the Great White Shark. Yeah. You can do the Great White Shark expeditions oh. too. What? I ain't fucking with no. Yeah, sharks. with the cage, you can go down in the cage. You want to do some? Nah. I, I swam with sharks before. Oh, yeah? In Dominican yeah. last year. Okay. That shit was scary as hell. Yeah, yeah fuck I don't that. need any of that. No thanks. No, I've seen the movies. I'll just yeah. See, these fingers are separate. There's no fins or nothing in and there. And they're all there. Yeah, 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 and I'm keeping them with me. All ten, thanks. Well, when you, when you go to water. South Africa, boss? Whenever I get the money. Oh, they got man. great whites down there, man. Sure. I'm not no going swimming down there. Hole. I'm just going to the safari and shit like that. You know, see the elephants and shit like that. But South Africa. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I just want to kiss the ground and shit. Just say you've been in South Africa. Okay, that's kind of why I want to go to Italy sometime. Yeah, but if you go, oh, to you want to go to Italy to eat? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> why you gotta keep looking at my gut? Damn, <laughs> I'm fat. You really want to talk about eating huck? Uh, oh, you really want to get down? Hang on, we got. Wait, uh, wait, I got a whole huck. Paper written here. Oh my god. We got a whole sheet. We got a whole. Before we get into what Huck's the Huck dossier. Oh, shit. <laughs> the memoir. All right, hang hugs. on. I got I to gotta finish up the uh, Candyman segment. Sweet sugar Candyman. Okay. Nice. <laughs> That's a better cut. I, like I know, that. right? I've been, I've been, you know, we're trying to be He was even whispering, even though it was really loud. It was a whisper. Well, that was uh, Christina Aguilaria. I believe she's, Aguilaria. Uh, Aguilaria. she's Latina. That sounded like a disease. <laughs> she's Latina. Aguilaria. Yep. <laughs> All right, we're going to cut this right here. All right, folks, this is, uh, this is Rick. Skype machine, I got our attorney, Jay. How you doing, Jay? 
Doing well, my man. All right, we're we're doing a little post production work uh, right here. We're uh, about to about to go see a Killing Joke tonight, and uh, we just kind of wanted to uh, kind of cut this podcast up a, a bit. Essentially, what you've been listening to is is just part one of what turned into just an epic night of podcast recording. Uh, we had pretty full table and a um, lot of conversations, a lot of stories. And uh, we didn't want to make you sit through what essentially was, you know, a four-hour podcast. Uh, so we felt like, you know, as I said, we felt like we should cut it up a bit. Um, this being part one, we'll probably drop uh, part two next week. And uh, we'll, we'll do a separate intro for that. Um, but also, I guess after listening to the show... <laughs> I wanted to apologize for being so freaking drunk. <laughs> uh, like I said, what was what was going to be just a, a night of podcasting about the Golden Girls uh, turned into a little picnic out on the Rage Deck. Uh, some of us, me, got a little tipsy. Um, some other guys uh, may have taken a more natural route. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, poor Dickie Bronson was just kind of left carrying the uh, Golden Girls podcast uh, as the only sober one in the room. Uh, had his gluten-free pizza in one hand and uh, his uh, lime LaCroix beverage in the other. Uh, Clean living Dickie Bronson. There we go. That's the guy. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> dude, I didn't think I drank that much, but I, I sound terrible. Uh, you didn't drink that much. I mean, that much. I mean, I've seen, I've seen you, yeah, you drink more, but I think it was the, the beverage of choice that uh, did you in. As yeah. delicious as those craft beers are, yeah. damn. Yeah, I, uh, I think I had. Um, oh, I think I had. I, I like that uh, Livewire IPA by Royal Oak uh, Brewing Company. Um, I think that one's somewhere around like eight and a half or nine percent. I think it's about eight and a half. Damn, son. And then, uh, so you know, there's a couple O's, and then uh, I had some uh, Founders uh, Dirty Bastards. I think those are somewhere you know, seven and a half or eight or something. Those were what I was kind of drinking during the podcast. Uh, yeah, usually I'm a Miller Lite guy, so I, it, it seems like I'm drinking a lot, but really I'm just drinking, you know, whatever, the three and a half, four percent beer or something. It's no big deal. <laughs> but, uh, and then, you know, I don't know, man. I, I swear I was only drinking. But uh, it might have been sitting up wind of the table. I don't know. It... Uh, <laughs> I just everything was funny to me, and um, <laughs> there there were parts where um, you know you guys would would explain something, and then we'd move on, and then you'd go you'd go back to it. Uh, I remember Dickie Bronson doing this a couple times, and I'd be like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "I just talked about it 15 minutes ago." Like, yeah, no recollection of, of <laughs> any of it. I just I sound absolutely terrible. So um, I apologize. I apologize to you, Jay. Uh, oh, you're good, man. Uh, apologize to the you know the four people in uh, South Africa that listen to us, um, but uh, you know before we uh, kind of and don't forget that we have I mean over a hundred people to listen every time, so we got a lot of we got more <laughs> than those four South Africans. There there are a few people that listen. Uh, you know I did want to kind of you know kind of cut through some things that that have happened really since since then and some more sober thoughts. I guess what are you looking for in this thing? What what is there something? that they've got to put in this, uh, you know, from the books or. Yeah. Killing Joke was one of my favorite Batman books. Uh, I remember getting it back in uh, 1988, 89-ish. Um, and I've read that thing probably a dozen times. The thing that has to be in there is the 
And I, I don't know. Have you have you read the book Viv? No. Okay. Of course not. Well, there's there's a there's a uh, a joke or soliloquy at the end that is one of my favorite Joker moments ever. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I, from what I understand, they uh, use the source material almost exactly. So I'm, I'm, that's the part I'm looking forward to most is that Joker soliloquy at the end. Wasn't that a, that was a Mark Hamill uh, kind of prerequisite for him to come back and do to voice the Joker was for it to essentially be frame by frame uh, the book. Good. And I think I heard that as well. And, and it's, so it should be, it's, it's a book that you can't really uh, deviate from because it's such an iconic piece. Yeah. It's kind of like when they did um, uh, Snyder did the Watchmen and that it was almost a frame by frame retelling of the, of the comic book, except for that the ending was completely different. Uh, but everything up to that was essentially the same. Uh, and, and I think that this is the same thing. You can't, deviate from this story because it's so well known that you're just going to get shit upon. <laughs> well, and especially, I mean, if you're, you're going to do this special run of it, uh, you know, these last two nights and yep. then I think, uh, tomorrow, uh, being Wednesday, it comes out on uh, Blu-ray, um, a DVD for some people. Um, I, I did actually in, in our previous episodes, it, it came up in conversation. So I picked up a hard copy of it. I just haven't had a chance to obviously read it. So <laughs> it's on the pile. I'm telling you, man, when there's a zombie apocalypse, I've got every comic book ever to read, every movie to ever watch, and just about every Star Wars Lego to put together. So I'm going to be very busy, and then I'll come out of my basement, and all the zombies will be dead, and I'll just be like, what the fuck just happened? But at least I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll be alive with a lot of Legos. See, you're the one who needs to be building their 10 Cloverfield Lane uh, uh, oh, panic bunker? shelter. Yes. No, absolutely. That's essentially what my basement is. Yeah, because um, John Goodman's shit down there was like Candyland and some VHS tapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I actually even have one of those. Uh, well, I mean, this is how bizarro I am, but I've got the crate of uh, like freeze dried foods. And like this, this like you know, zombie apocalypse seed starter kit to to plant a garden in the zombified soil, and um, I have a like surgical kit and uh, uh, a machete. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not ready, surprised. Dude. I'm ready. Oh, and I, I, as your attorney, I advise you to say that your machete is for prop use only. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and of course the uh, the the crossbows. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Those are just props. Yeah, exactly. It's a little Dukes of Hazard over here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Killing Jokes tonight, um, uh, Suicide Squad next Friday. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm stoked about it, and I'm so stoked about it that I, I did not watch the last two trailers purposefully. Oh, I, I feel like they've shown us so much footage. Yep. Um, and I'm fascinated by it because I've, I, I have read a little bit of Suicide Squad. Not, I mean, I shouldn't say I've read it. I've read a little bit of Harley Quinn and, um, I, I know some of the other characters. I, I, I know the general premise. I'm very fascinated because it seems like another one, and I don't want to compare it to Deadpool, but where they... You know, sure, it has a, a, a theatrical twist to it, you know, just maybe even the way they look and whatnot, but it seems to be they're, they're trying to nail the book a little bit, and I'm curious what, what the reaction is going to be after, you know, when, when it, everyone sees it. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, uh, and that's and I, I do feel like they fell into the trap that almost all big time movies now do. Aside from The Force Awakens, which is they show you the entire friggin' movie by the time the movie comes out. Yeah. Which is why I still I want to be fresh when I go into it, which is why I cut myself off on the trailers. Um, I mean, not to uh, fluff up uh, Force Awakens any more than the two of us do <laughs> on a daily basis anyway. Yeah, but goddamn, that was brilliant marketing because... Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they didn't even they didn't want to release. They just now released the uh, the 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 comic. Uh-huh. Um, they waited, uh, I think, almost two months to even re- uh, to release the book. Uh, they didn't release certain um, action figures like Ray with a lightsaber. Uh, they did not want to give away anything. They did not want to give that moment when Ray. Uh, uses the force to get the get the lightsaber you know and of course they didn't want to give away anything with han solo either but uh yeah they and that was all jj abrams i i feel yes, like it was perfect mm-hmm. uh the i love the fact that the only time the only in the toys at least the in the marketing the only person you saw with a lightsaber was finn mm-hmm. um which left you just because well he was he was holding it in uh in one of the trailers, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so that's, that left you wondering, okay, wait a minute. What's, why does he, and it's Luke's lightsaber. What's going on here? You know, that was pretty obvious too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think they only released two trailers, right? Mm. Was it two big trailers or, or. Uh, no, I think you're right. I think they did. Yeah. A, they did like a teaser and then a, and then a larger trailer and they might've done some, some TV spots that were hacked. Little 30 second things. Yeah. But, yeah. but using the same footage, um, they, yep. yeah, they really left and which was cool because I am one that I, I try and I try and I try to stay away from spoilers for something like that. But, uh, my, I'll get my hand caught in the cookie jar every time. So they kept me safe. But um, yes. So you've watched all the the Suicide Squad trailers though, and you now you feel like you've seen the movie. Um. Well, I don't know what else. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's there's you know tons of footage to still show, but I know what happens. I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I guess I'm just curious to see how it all fits with you know what coming out of uh, Batman v Superman. You know, Batman has his five minutes in there. I guess. Um, is that gonna tie in at all in the, you know, with the next, uh, um, uh, you know, Justice League movies or, or anything else. Are they going to come out with another Suicide Squad movie? I believe they could. Um, we'll see. I almost want them all kind of to be like a dirty dozen where yeah. you have most of them die. Yeah. Well, that's but what I said the same thing, same thing about Rogue Squadron. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we saw, we got, we did get a lot of footage of that drop too. And a, uh, and a poster yeah. as well, a new poster. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, what was it? They, they refer to it as a sizzle reel. Everyone was calling it a trailer. Yep. Um, it was cool as hell. I mean, it's this whole, uh, well, that was coming from the, uh, uh, Star Wars celebration out of London. And then, uh, this past weekend we had the San Diego comic-con, which has just got to be massive now because it's, it's almost like the auto show where they wait for that, uh, you know, Chicago auto show to just drop everything to show all the new vehicles and whatnot. It seems like that's what uh, Marvel and DC uh, waited. Uh, we, we got, I think on the Friday, we got um, from Marvel and Netflix, 
Um, gosh, I had the whole list here. Uh, Iron Fist, Defenders, Luke Cage, Daredevil 3, um, or, or a confirmation that there would be a third season of Daredevil, which I think we all, I don't know, you know they'd be stupid not to. Um, I think they even they even confirmed that actually when we'll they see. were doing two. So, go ahead. Well, I wonder if they because uh, the Daredevil one seemed a little bit thrown together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a um, subway shot or something. Yeah, and uh, the Defenders one didn't seem thrown together, but it seemed it could have been thrown together in a couple hours with uh, some skilled hands, I wonder if it was uh, any sort of a reaction to Netflix stock taking a dump mm. uh, three days before that. Oh, you know what? And I am a stockholder, but I just I try not to pay attention to my stocks. <laughs> it's better that way, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I could sit and watch that all day, too, and wonder where my money's going. <laughs> all, all $5, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so that's why I wonder if they made such a splash because they needed to uh, get things back up and running for them again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely created a buzz because then uh, sure. uh, Saturday Saturday night, DC dropped um, Justice League footage uh, that you know essentially shows uh, Batman as kind of having uh, just a certain level of sarcasm to him. Uh, Aquaman is the town drunk. Uh, Flash is uh, is a goofy little kid with no friends, um, but it, it, it they dropped this this footage that essentially it seemed like DC suddenly has a sense of humor. Um, I think maybe they learned from Superman, Batman. Uh, I think everyone's learned from Deadpool that you know hey you you got to be funny, you know these things can't be all uh, gloom and doom. Well, they need to not um, go too far the other way either. Oh sure. Uh, I mean, it's, it, can, it can go from very easily from uh, a nice balance to a uh, complete shtick, and you don't, you don't want that. You, you want to find your balance between Batman 66 and, you know, uh, Batman v Superman. Yep. They, uh, they dropped a uh, Doctor Strange trailer. Uh, I'm still not sold on Doctor Strange. I was never a fan of the comic, though, so I, I, I don't, I'm a bad one to talk about it. Yeah, it does nothing for me, but I did see uh, where... Uh, and maybe you can talk on this because I have no idea what they're talking about here. But uh, <laughs> uh, where the the release of Doctor Strange kind of introduces the uh, Marvel uh, multiverse? I guess I don't know. Okay. The, the Marvel multiverse, uh, from what I understood, was more just the Marvel standard and then the Marvel Ultimates. So is that what they're doing? They're they're introducing the Ultimates? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't, okay. I don't, know. I don't know. I just. Uh, Saw some theory on that, and that uh, is uh, Doctor Strange uh, traveling time. Is that what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. So that's, well, he, that's why he travels through a celestial plane. Right. Right. So. Um, but but uh, the kind of the big thing to me that came from DC. I think everyone was was digging the Justice League stuff. You know, I I lumped Doctor Strange with DC. My bad. Uh, but uh, that Wonder Woman trailer. Did you see that? You know, I've watched most of it. It looks, and I like the way that they're, which way they're going with it. It seems like they're going to turn Wonder Woman into the DC Captain America, where it's a period piece, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a serious period piece. Serious in the terms of the fact that it's not designed to be a superhero movie per se. It's just someone with outstanding powers. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that happens to be a superhero. Yeah, I mean, she's just kicking ass. Um, shield, sword, 
the the uh, the the glowing rope, and at one point even uh, um, a bow and arrow, and she's just taking taking dudes out. Uh, I, I can't wait to see it. Quite honestly, I think it looks sweet. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think from there. Uh, <laughs> I think the last thing that that dropped that well, you know what? I should bring up. Um, Star Trek's out right now, and I, I kind of want to go see that. I'm, I've always been a, um, not, I'm not a closet Star Trek fan, but but you know I, I definitely a Star Trek fan. Um, Star Trek Beyond is is supposed to be doing really well, and people are digging it. I got to go see that. But they dropped uh, Star Trek Discovery, which will be the new uh, TV show. I'm assuming coming out this fall. I didn't quite get a date on it, but uh, that looks cool. I, I with, with Without Gene Roddenberry, and maybe this is where J.J. Abrams helps them out, I, the fact that he's involved in both Star Trek and Star Wars is, is... It doesn't bother me, but I don't know how he can do it. I don't know where he finds the hours of the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, he uh, he's everywhere right now, and it's and God bless him for doing it, because he, he's taken two, two franchises that needed uh, a bit of resuscitation and done that for them um i i'm cautious about the new star trek i wasn't uh, i was a huge fan of the first one the first one i walked out of that theater wanting to see five more of them instantly well the first one being the first jj abrams one? the first jj abrams one oh, okay okay um that was it, it 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 had all the warm fuzzies yeah absolutely uh the second one I feel that they tried too hard to mask the fact that it was uh, a pseudo Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and had they just come out and said, "Fucking Khan, I'm gonna do some stuff. Let me shove some shit in your ear." Yeah, it would have been well, better. God, when, when did that movie <laughs> come out? That was what late '80s. Yeah, uh, the Wrath of Khan. I, that scene. That's one of those scenes that you wake up in the middle of the night still. Dude, thirty years later here. Yeah, today uh, if I had seen if yeah. I see that scene, I'm squirmish. Yeah, and there's that one bug called an earwig, and it has yeah. little prongs. Every time I see an earwig or hear the word earwig, I immediately think of that scene for some reason. Yeah, and uh, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> stay away, stay away. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I hope that this one's good. Uh, I've heard uh, mostly positive. I have heard some meh about it. Uh, nothing negative, just not, no one's shouting at the rooftops about right, it. Right. Yeah. What I'm curious though, is that, uh, you saw Ghostbusters. I did. Speaking of meh. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was trying to think about this, uh, like what, how, you know, if I was going to give it a grade, uh, it's a, it's a C plus, maybe a B minus, you know, if it was, I, it just so it's I, not a bad movie, but it's no. not one that you're. I, it was excited I, about. I'm kind of done with Melissa McCarthy. Okay, um, I, I feel like she does the same character every time, and and it's just played out. I, I don't I don't find her funny anymore. Um, I uh, let me bring up some notes here. Actually, I do have some notes. Um, uh, Kristen Wiig. I love Kristen Wiig. Yeah, and, uh, and and she kind of, I mean, for the, I guess she kind of plays similar character, always kind of the, you know, I'm I'm 
kind of, I'm cute, but I'm, you know, nobody likes me, but, you know, just that kind of person. Um, and I, yeah, so I, I always like her. I thought Kate McKinnon, um, they gave her an interesting role. I, I've, you know, I've watched her on SNL and, and was never, you know, terribly impressed with her. But, but on this, I thought she was pretty funny. Um, Leslie Jones is, is uh, um, you know, she's just kind of an ass-kicking woman, and that's, that's what she is, and that's, that's what she's going to be in this movie. And, and then they drop Thor in it, and, and his whole role was to basically just be dumb beefcake. And as soon as they start playing him out, I'm like, okay, they didn't, they didn't make this movie for Ghostbusters fans, you know, or, or fans of the original, uh, the original one or two, you know, depending if you like the second one. Um, but uh, they they made it to, you know, they they made it for women to become Ghostbusters fans, maybe, or or to bring women into the theater. That was kind of my impression of it because I, I just felt like his character was ridiculous. Um, and it, they, they, they had cameos from the original cast in there, but they, they didn't play, you know, their, their original characters. This was not by any means, um, you know, those, those movies did not exist in this universe whatsoever. This was, and, and yet this wasn't necessarily a reboot either, if you will. It was just kind of a movie they made. Um, Mm. I, I, I don't know. I, I. I tried to like it. It's okay. I, I certainly, I don't. The, the, my reasons for not like, or my reasons for not being incredibly excited about it, I guess, because I don't want to say I didn't like it. I liked it, um, but my reasons for not being, you know, incredibly excited about it aren't because it's a, a new Ghostbusters movie or not even a new Ghostbusters. It's a Ghostbusters movie. Um, it just, it, I, I, I felt like they could have done it better or done some things better or I I don't know it just didn't jive with me um Slimer's in there Slimer shows up um there's uh just I don't know I it didn't I guess I didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) I'm walking away from it saying okay I want to like it um I'm just seeing here actually on the IMDB page that Dan Aykroyd was an executive producer of this thing so yeah, no, he had a uh, had a hand in, in it. And I uh, huh. heard a uh, an interview with him talking about the fact that that's that he did have some part of it. Uh, I I also believe that one of the reasons that he probably had an executive producer in it is because I think he owns part of the, the intellectual property for Ghostbusters. Oh, so they have to, yeah. But uh, he he was certainly uh, championing the the film. Uh, he was all about it. Um, I don't know. I, uh, we were, I was going to go see it. And then, um, honestly, after a day of Jones museuming and swimming with my little dude, I mm. just wanted to go to sleep. Yeah. So yeah. that's the only reason I haven't seen it is just cause I'm fucking tired. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I just, it was just kind of one of those things. It was just such a, uh, just a hot weekend. I was just like, all right. Yeah, get get the um, hell out of the house go in use, a theater. Use somebody else's air conditioning for a few <laughs> hours. You know, just get out of the house. Didn't feel like doing much. Um, but yeah, so you know, I I 
I don't know. I wait for it to come out on DVD or, or you know, try to see it in some other fashion. I, I wasn't terribly yeah. impressed. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, I they they <laughs> they dropped a, a trailer for the uh, Batman Lego Movie. Um, I I love the Lego movies. I like all the Star Wars ones, um, especially the ones that have they when they don't have any. Uh, uh, um, no vocal characters. Mm. Everyone just kind of grunts and makes makes kind of noises associated with themselves uh, <laughs> or with their characters. I, I love those. It's uh, the video games are great too for the same reason. Um, I think is it uh, two weeks? I think we have a Sausage Party coming out. Yeah, uh, that I. The more I see the trailers of that or the trailer of that, I am impressed because uh, I mean Seth Rogen and. Um, uh, was it James Franco? Yep. Uh, th- I mean, they are—they're essentially Cheech and Chong. Um, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, they are Hollywood stoners, and um, every other movie they've ever made was essentially one set, and you can tell it was just like, let's just get baked and make a movie. Uh, to do an animated movie and to do one well takes some some thought and some patience and, uh, you know, a whole lot of time and, and finding the right people to do it for you. Uh, I, I'm impressed that, that it's coming out, actually. I'm, I hope it's funny. Uh, I would assume it will be. I mean, those guys are always hilarious. But uh. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to perform at the box office because this will be, like, since South Park, the movie, the first real adult cartoon to come out, no? Um... Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, we'll say you are. Yeah, I mean, uh, not that I, you know, like I'm gonna think of one. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of non-Disney Pixar uh, animated movies, and the only ones I could think of are South Park and The Simpsons. And The Simpsons was was a family movie. Still, yeah. yep. uh, I mean, in, in the sense that you did see Bart's junk, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas South Park was all of the R-rated. Oh, and absolutely. Right off the bat. Yeah. yeah, right off the bat. And I remember seeing that in the theater the opening weekend for that, not knowing uh, if they were going to go full R. And, you know, two minutes in. Uncle yep. Fucker. Yep. Yep, there <laughs> yeah. we go. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was one of those the first time you saw it, the, the crowd was laughing so hard that you missed half the movie. Oh, sure. Um, And that's still a highly rewatchable movie today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, South Park's uh, celebrating their 20th uh, 20th year. Just old man. Yeah. (laughs) I remember, um, you know, walking around. I'm trying to think. I was working at the original GM building and uh, just walking around with a friend of mine from work. We were talking about this new thing that was out. And and he had seen the new episode where, uh, you know, they try to... uh, uh, how do you make, uh, or how does an elephant make love to a pig? And Chef is telling him you got to get him drunk, and and you know they're mm-hmm. pumping a keg into the elephant, and just like I'm like, what am I? I, I? I still remember that conversation. That was my introduction, really, to to South Park. Um, and here they are, 20 years later, <laughs> and rich <laughs> as fuck. Oh my god, dude! They both of those guys have all of the money. Yep. Yeah, and they and they have no. No fucks to give. They don't care. That's what nope. I, that's what makes them. Well, yeah, and, and one of the things that I think that's helped them is that they don't they don't have a 
season requirement, I don't think. They just sort of put out a bunch when they get inspired, and then they go dark for a while. Have you ever seen that? Uh, there was well, not really an the, episode. The, of the documentary, what yes. is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's amazing. Um. I'm trying to think. What else do I have on here? The the things that I just started watching. I know that you're you're deep into, uh, the night of on HBO and Stranger Things on Netflix. Um, I can't say enough good things about both of those. Yeah, I've I've watched uh, the first episodes of both, and I hope to actually I hope to just binge watch Strange uh, Stranger Things this weekend and finish it. It's only eight, eight episodes, which makes it you know that's that's real easy to knock out. I don't know why I don't yeah that, that just seems yeah I can knock that out real quick. Uh, night of I don't have HBO so it kind of slows me down I uh, I was going to add HBO to my cable here so that I could uh, catch up on the two uh, that I haven't seen um, but uh, you know I was just uh, reading about it and somebody kind of even comparing it to making a murder in the sense that um, you, you're and, I, and I've only seen one episode and I you know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to give away much, but, um, you know, a, a crime is committed and the person accused of the crime isn't, you know, doesn't feel they did it and you're not sure who did it and how the heck could this person not have done it. Um, and, and it just kind of goes from there. And it, uh, it where basically what they were saying in the interview was where making murder kind of gave you the, um, the outline of what was a crime and why this person is is accused of it and why they're saying they weren't and 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 kind of shows that outline. This is filling in all those gaps and creating all of the uh, um, humanizations of the people involved from from the police, the investigators, uh, um, you know, kind of that uh, uh, public attorney, um, you know, the 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 suspect himself, uh, the suspect's parents, um, and, 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 and each, each, uh, each person you can sit there and go, well, yeah, I can identify with why they're behaving that way. And again, we're, we're, it's a story around a, uh, a brutal crime. So, um, I don't know if you, <laughs> if you want to add to that without giving away the next two <laughs> episodes, I don't really want to give away anything because it's it's so good, and I, I suggest I can't recommend enough uh, to enough for people to go watch that. The only thing I'll say is that the the way it's produced is 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 perfect. Um, the everything down from it, the just the feeling of being in a precinct from the the way the uh, desk clerk treats a uh a suspect walking mm -hmm. in um almost the de dehumanizing factor of the fact that uh they're you're not treated as a person because you're you're just someone's job these from to the cops that just want to go home because they're tired i mean as someone who has been in the criminal justice system not as a suspect obviously but as, a, as an attorney um those are the things that I've seen. Uh, I've seen my clients treated as, uh, as just objects because that's what they are once you enter the, uh, the, the judicial system. And so they capture that perfectly. Uh, that and John Totoro is amazing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, I think I just want to get into our uh, regular plugs and uh, we'll get out of here. We got a movie to go see. Uh, you know, I, I hate to just cut that short. I, I honestly, now that I think about it, I, I, as I said, I've only seen the first two episodes of both. That's the, the, the night of on HBO and, um, stranger things on Netflix. Um, I, you know, we were talking earlier about how, uh, uh, Netflix needed a little bump in their stock, and I feel like Stranger Things might be. Is of, it? Yeah, kind of <laughs> the summer buzz to to get that stock up. Um, uh, I, you know what? I I like I love the uh, Netflix model of just here it is. Here's uh, you know eight to fifteen yeah. episodes. Have at it. You know, and then if you see somebody on uh, you know the Monday it drops and there's, there's people are walking around zombified because they sat up and watched it all night, and then there's. People like me are like, well, I saw the first one. I'll get around to the others. Um, and then, of course, Facebook, yeah. of course, always blows up. Um, but, yeah, I can't recommend those enough. Um, you know, I, uh, we were obviously talking about Golden Girls. Um, I, I sh- uh, it was shared out on our page, the uh, Golden Girls Lego set that's not been approved. Uh, but it is spot on. <laughs> uh, it, it, I, I'm assuming with um, the majority of the cast, uh, you know, being deceased, and it obviously being a television property that that um, you know somebody obviously holds holds that uh, you know holds it still. But it, it just seems like it's probably a licensing issue why it's not going to be released, or at least they're not ter- they're not pursuing it terribly. But it is so spot on. It's it's almost just like that Big Bang, uh, the Big Bang Theory, uh, um, uh, you know what is it? Their apartment and yeah. the different characters. Yeah, that I have one, that. Yeah, I haven't I built it say, yet. Yeah, but... you have that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah. Let's get into some plugs and uh, and let's get out of here. So, uh, real quick before we get into kind of the podcast plugs, uh, Podcast Detroit is essentially. Uh, it was a year ago that they moved from being one podcast, that being IT and the D, to essentially a podcast network or a channel, if you will. Um, so they are just celebrating their one-year uh, anniversary. And along with them is the uh, Ninja Starship podcast uh, with Jimmy McKnight. Uh, he, they, um, it's kind of like Nine Inch Nails. It's, is it he or is it they? You know, it's, it's a he, but there's other people there. Um, but uh, they just had their one-year anniversary as well. So... Uh, um, you know, as far as Podcast Detroit, uh, we're now, we're recording our seventh episode. Uh, we're happily riding the coattails of their one-year anniversary, so uh, we wish them well. Um, but talking about us, we are Booking Pop Culture. Uh, this is the Booking Pop Culture podcast, and, and uh, we can be found on all of your social medias. Uh, look for Booking Pop Culture on Facebook or, or at BPC Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're always planning new shows. Uh, we want you to reach out to us. Reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, message us. Post on our board. Um, you know, uh, uh, direct message us on Twitter. Uh, we have an email address: the boys at bookingpopculture.com. Uh, shoot us your ideas, your suggestions, thoughts, questions. And you got a question for Dickie Bronson? I guarantee you, he'll be answering it. Um, if there's, or you know what? Hey, if we're terrible, if you hate us, tell us. You know, we'll uh, we'll address that too. Um, all of our shows can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, we've kind of talked; our schedule is always a little erratic. So go out there and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. I guarantee, if you go to the search function of that app, you can look up Booking Pop Culture and find us, um, add us, so that when we drop, which is about every two to three weeks, um, 
You'll get us. You'll get us in those ear holes. Uh, and, and it is uh, mucho appreciated. Oh, uh, that's my Spanish. Um, Good job. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah. Mucho bien. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. That's, you know, we're, we're trying to grow our numbers here. Uh, we're, we're trying to, uh, um, you know, again, we're just, we're just trying to get in as many ears as possible. Um, this is, this is really fun for us. And, uh, you know, the more people that listen, the more people that talk about it, you know, if you like the show, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Twitter, uh, retweet, share, share Facebook posts, etc. Uh, Podcast Detroit. You can go to podcastdetroit.com or Podcast Detroit on Facebook. Click the How to Listen tab and find all the ways that you can listen to live streams as well as archived and syndicated shows like ours. Uh, You can find the Podcast Detroit app on iTunes and Google Play or find Podcast Detroit on TuneIn Radio. Uh, That way you can listen to the actual live streams. Um, they, They have live content just about all day, every day, if not uh, going across two or three different streams. Um, They're also playing a lot of local music as well. So I highly recommend getting the Podcast Detroit app. I think that's the best way to interact with with the four different studios they have in Royal Oak and and as well as the different shows that are constantly playing on there. you know what? I the one thing I do want to plug is that it is a good time to be a podcaster in Detroit. I've talked about Podcast Detroit. Um, it is also a good time to be a sponsor, or if you're in need of advertising, uh, you go out to Podcast Detroit and you can see the many ways that you can maximize your advertising dollar. Uh, they've got different shows on different topics um, that uh, you know, depending on what you're trying to sell or depending on what you're trying to get in people's ears, uh, there's a way. There's a show that, that it could easily be added to, so uh, contact the folks out there. Um, we're going to get into some wrestling events here. XICW presents Attack of the Yak Saturday, August 6th as part of the Michigan Comic Book Expo in Wyandotte at the famous Wyandotte Yak Arena. Um, you can find the uh, Michigan Comic Book Expo on Facebook or michigancomicbookexpo.com. And then the following day, XICW 212, Sunday, August 7th, at the Imperial House in Clinton Township, a 30-man, and I, and I hope I have this written down right, a 30-man um, Motor City Rumble Royale. Uh, you can go to XICWDetroit.com for all of your ticketing information, XICW on Facebook for all of the information regarding the card and who's going to be on it. Um, and then also uh, we've got XICW Proving Ground. We just had Proving Ground 5 uh, last Sunday. Um, I think the 6th is August 28th. Yeah, 28th. Um, so you can go to XICWProvingGround.com as well as uh, XICW Proving Ground on Facebook for more information. Uh, Superkick Pro Wrestling Rock Show out of Toronto, Canada. Uh, they have Blazed coming up. I, I'm, I don't know what they're referring to. Uh, Friday, August 19th at the Great Hall in Toronto, Canada. That's superkicked.com or superkicked on Facebook, and that is spelled K-I-C-K-D. Um, Detroit-style wrestling, King of Fighters Tournament, Friday, August 12th at the VFW Hall in Allen Park. Go to Detroit-style wrestling on Facebook for more information. For more information. Uh, Underground Wrestling Society. Actually, that's this Friday, Summer Blast, Friday, July 29th, the Hazel Park Rec Center in Hazel Park, Michigan. Go to undergroundwrestlingsociety.com for all of your ticketing needs and Underground Wrestling Society on Facebook. War Wrestling and Respect out of Lima, Ohio. Uh, It's fair season right now. they got fair shows just about every weekend and just about anywhere near Lima, Ohio. 
Um, but outside of that, they've they're planning for uh, blood, sweat, and tears, blood, sweat, and fears. Five October first. You can catch up with uh, again all of their scheduling out on WarWrestling.com or War Ohio on Facebook. Uh, Border City Wrestling BCW out of Windsor, Canada uh, presents BCW Heat Wave Saturday, August twentieth at the Royal Canadian Legion, Tecumseh, Ontario. Go to BorderCityWrestling.com or Border City Wrestling on Facebook. Oldie Wrestling and yet another extravaganza of wrestling expe- exhibitions. I keep wanting to say expeditions. Exhibitions, Sunday, August 28th in Norwalk, Ohio. OldieWrestling.com or Oldie Wrestling. That's O-L-D-E Wrestling on Facebook and Twitter. Alpha One Wrestling presents King of Hearts, August 21st in Hamilton, Ontario. It is Alpha-OneWrestling.com or Alpha-OneWrestling on Facebook. Um, and then last but not least, of course, we always want to... Pr- um, plug truth martini's house of truth wrestling school the next 12 week class starts september 26th that's hotwrestlingschool.com and hot wrestling school on facebook um it's said every show and will continue to say it if you want to be involved in professional wrestling there is no other way than to go to a reputable and respected school house of truth is that school truth martini has that reputation the man will get you through that 12-week class, and that man will hold your hand and put you in front of promoters. He, if, if you have the heart and if you have the hustle to do it, he will make sure that you do it. can't recommend talking to him enough. So, again, uh, hotwrestlingschool.com and Hot Wrestling School on Facebook. But we got to wrap it up because we got a movie to go to. Uh, we're going to go see Killing Joke. Jay, you got anything else to plug? Nope. Let's go to Killing Joke, man. All right, folks. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh-huh.